right. Can we all pray this prayer? We've been saying it every week, and we've, we should know it by heart now. Say, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. In the last couple of uh, weeks, we've been talking about principalities, and this is something that we, uh, we've done many times in our church, but we're taking it to the next level. Uh, the beginning, we talked about how we accuse people. We accuse God and we accuse ourselves. And then we walked into bitterness, how we can have offense inside of us that holds us back from really loving other people. And we also talked about how we are offended with ourselves, the mistakes that we've made in the past and the things that we may have, we, we may have experienced that made us hate ourselves. We spoke about how, last, specifically last Sunday, we spoke about how we could look ourselves in the mirror and compare ourselves because of what we have or what we don't have. Some of us would like to transfer some of our fat to other places in our body because of what we've seen on television or what we've seen uh, some of our spouses looking at and by not looking at us. And it makes us feel very insecure cure about who we are. We talked about the mistakes that we've made in the past that make us feel like we are losers, like we're not capable of moving forward. But today I want to talk about one that nobody has, one of the principalities or one of the things or one of the bullies that I call the bullies of the enemy that come to bother us and point at us that maybe some, none of us in this room have, and that's called jealousy and envy. Any jealous people in this room, raise your hand, and you're so proud of what you're doing right now. Look at you, all so proud, like I'm jealous and I know it. Okay, so um, if you're jealous, if you've ever, okay, fine, if you're not jealous right now, anybody ever experienced some form of jealousy, would you raise your hand? Have you ever, you're telling me that you didn't see somebody's car and not wanted it or something like that? that but there's two types of jealousy two types of jealousy one of them is actually a good one it's the god it's god's jealousy which is just and righteous god is jealous for us he doesn't want to share us with nobody he doesn't want to share us with the enemy he doesn't want to share share you with nobody that is his jealousy for us and we have to be jealous for him as well okay and it's also one that reflects satan's nature so when i ask you a question and when we look at this I want, you, I want to define something before we go in. So some of you who may have not been connected to our series in the last couple of weeks, I want to define something for you. Um, when we look at evil, we always wonder who created evil. Some of us are like, who created evil? I don't know who created it. Who created evil? Um, if you believe that Satan created evil, would you raise your hand? If you believe that the devil created evil, would you raise your hand? Okay. If you believe that God created evil, would you raise your hand? It's a trick question. I'm like some of you are like, I don't know who created it. I'm going to wait for him to tell me the answer, and then I'm going to raise my hand. You are so smart. Everybody else, watch what everybody else is doing in the church. They know me. I'm going to tell you how evil was defined. The minute that we define what is good, we define what is wrong. The minute that God said, this is good, this became bad. The minute he said, this is light, this became The minute you said, this is skinny, this became I didn't say fat. I said cute. I said cute. Who said fat? This is not fat. This is adorable, beautiful, wonderful, handsome, desirable. God, thank you that a woman found me desirable just the way I am. Okay, okay. So this is what it is. I don't know what you're talking about. Leave my church. Go. Go. You're out. Get out of here. Okay, so I don't know what you're talking about. It's not fat. It's not fat. This is a hard work, many, many years of Applebee's, Fridays, and then I graduated to real, real restaurants. Okay, so that's when it was created. It was created when God said this is good. So the enemy took a righteous jealousy and he used it against us and he turned it to his nature. 
And this is what he tends to do. The enemy cannot create anything. He has to use what is God's and distorts it to his own desire. And it makes it, he makes things evil. And that's how some of you today, you're, you start off by loving and caring. And then all of a sudden, that same person that you may love or care, you have this evil, evil mindset against them. And you, and you think about them wrong because the enemy will take a good relationship and he will turn it sour. That's what he is. He is a sour patch. <laughs> Jealousy is to be vigilant and guarding a possession. I'm going to guard it. And envy is a feeling of discontent or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions or quality. So I'm going to ask you a question. Has anybody here been envious of somebody else? Raise your hand. Guilty. I'm guilty. I can't understand how this guy is 55 and he has a six-pack and I don't. Maybe it's a one-pack now, but back in the day he used to have one. But um, like how how you have that? No. <laughs> so you think about it you look at it um you look at it and we we look at something and we're like i can't believe that you got all this and you got all that and you what you tend to do is you start to compare your life to somebody else and that is not always good because when you compare yourself to somebody else you put yourself down and um so envy, you know when we look at it envy is a reaction to lacking something jealousy is a reaction to the threat of losing something so envy is the fact that you don't have it, but jealousy is I'm going to lose it to you. I want to guard it with my heart. I don't want to lose you. Some people, you, got, you have your wife or your boo. Now that you have that iPhone tracker, you got, you got everything tracked on her. You know how many times she's breathing. You put it on her watch. You got an app to follow because you're so afraid. Because you're so afraid of somebody taking something from you. But I want to tell you something. When you have God, everything else is an add-on. You don't need anything else when you have Jesus in your life. When you have Jesus, everything else is not a need. Everything else is a plus. That's it. Something, when we look at jealousy, we look at it and we, we tend to be jealous because we're afraid that we're not going to have for tomorrow. How are ways that we're jealous? I'll show you a prime example. This is your car. I don't know about you, but this is a real nice car. It's not too, it doesn't have too many complications. I'm pretty sure it has very good gas mileage. Okay, this is your car. The door, yeah, the door this is how it happens. But this is, that's your friend's car. We got to update this picture because there's newer cars. You know, like I'll tell you, I'll tell you an example. I'll, tell you, I'll give you an example. In my family, my, my sisters, my sisters, they drive very nice cars. They have very, very nice vehicles. Okay. And then I have a sister who has a Tesla, and that thing is driving itself. And there I'm, I'm like, hi, and, and then I'm calling them. They're driving to Virginia, and they're sleeping in the car. I'm just sleeping. I'm like, who's driving? Tesla. I'm like, your mother. <laughs> She's your mom, too. Mm-hmm. Like, really, I'm over here suffering. Everybody who drives in the car with me gets saved because I drive horrible. They don't let me drive anymore in this church. They just like, Pastor, we got it. I do it on purpose so that I don't have to drive myself, okay? Yeah. <laughs> if there's anybody in this church that has not been saved and confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior, put them in the vehicle with me. They will be crying, yeah, Christ, Jesus, Lord. I have videos to prove it, okay? But listen, we look at this, guys. We look at this. And we look at people's possessions and we start to compare. 
And I was saying this to the kids on Friday night. When I was younger, um, we lived in a, I, I lived in a very poor neighborhood, and I didn't even know it. My mother took good care of us to the point that we didn't know we were living in the hood. We were living in the hood. And I didn't know, I didn't know this until I left the hood. I was like, wait a minute, we were, what? Okay, the way we were treated when we were younger was that my mother never showed us that we had lack or need. There were moments that we didn't even have and we would eat oatmeal for dinner or and cereal for dinner. And we didn't even know, I didn't know because my father, he abandoned us for drugs and alcohol. Mom was a, a young mother, a single mom at the time and she was still going to school and still working for a nine to five job. And, and we were going to church every day. Y'all come to church twice a month. We had to church Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. That's why I'm here. Praise the Lord for that. And, um, and, and, and I remember when I was younger, we didn't have much. But nobody could tell me that until one day I went to my cousin's house and he and we and he lived in Nourishelle. I lived in the Bronx and I lived in the hood. And I remember going to his house and he had a big house and he had a lot of games and he had a lot of stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. We're the same family. Why you got all this? And I, and so I went back and I said, what? I ain't that rich like I thought I was. Wait a minute. And I started comparing myself to him. Not only did I compare what he had, I started comparing everything about him. My cousin, I was always a, a little, I was always, a, I always had some add-ons, you know, since I was younger. I was, I, at the age of 14, I was 240 pounds. That's 60 pounds over what I am right now, okay? I was a heavy boy, anointed though. Okay, so, uh, fireball. <laughs> okay, so, I'll show, one day I'll show you guys a picture, one day. And uh, I never forget this. I never forget this. I'll, I'll show you a picture later on. Um, so, uh, so I, I never forget this. My cousin, he was skinny. He had nice hair. I had always curly hair. I had acne. He would get all the girls. I would be in the corner just waiting. I never went to the prom because I never had a date. I was saying it's because I, I was a church boy. It was not the truth. Like literally those things. It was literally, you guys go, oh, but it's okay. It's okay. All of a sudden, I started comparing myself to this guy, his hair, the fact that he would get all the girls. He would go out. He was like, this is my cousin. They would be like, hi, Alexander. And I'm like, on the corner. And this was my life. I would compare myself to this kid. I would compare myself to everything he had. And the devil was such a liar that one day my cousin lost his father at the age of eight. And I wanted to lose my father, too. Because I saw him get all this stuff, all this attention. I was like, oh, I get my father. I was like, let me not kill my dad. Okay, so, 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 literally, literally, <laughs> my poor dad is in the corner. Like, he's, he was drugged. I was like, Ugh. I was like, well, you're going to go. <laughs> my dad, I'm being honest. I got to be honest. But you want to know what's crazy? I never knew I had need. And I never knew I had lack because my mother treated us like we were like little kings in that house, until I started comparing myself to somebody else. And I'm going to tell you something. There will always be someone else that has something that you desire. You have to stop comparing yourself, and you need to stop with that comparison. You need to stop because it's not getting you anywhere. There will always, listen, you're going to get married. There will always be some, someone else that's going to try to get your attention because the enemy's going to tell you, you say it's time for you to get an upgrade, a new vehicle, a new, and, you, and the enemy's not gonna, never, the enemy will never tell you, look at, look, at, look, at, look at your wife, look at all the years that she serviced you and she gave you these children and she helped you and she fed you and she, he's never gonna tell you that. He's always gonna say, well, get a new model. Go get a convertible. Go, go down to the shore. Go look at her. 
He's always going to make you look at something else. He will never tell you the truth. He will never share the truth with you. He's a liar. He's deceitful. He will never tell you to fight for your marriage. He will never tell you to fight for your family. He will never tell you to be grateful. He will always tell you there's something else on the other side. I'm going to share it with you right now. The Garden of Eden, God says to Adam and Eve, this is all yours. All these trees are yours, but this one is not. They had every tree, all the animals, rivers, gold. Mar Remember we talked about it, marble floors. They had marble, like it was crazy what they had in their garden. They had the mansions and, and possessions of like, of, 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 I mean, great things in there. I'm not physical mansions, but like tree houses. It was the garden. They had all these amazing things, and there was one tree that they couldn't have, and the enemy was able to entice them with one tree, and they forgot about every other tree they had. The enemy is always going to tell you there's something missing, there's something more, and he's going to push you to want to go further, and he's going to tell you that God is not good, that God is not giving you enough. But I'm going to tell you today, we're going to leave that behind. We're leaving our jealousy behind. We're leaving our envy behind, and we're going to be free. Amen or amen? Comparison. It doesn't only start with cars and vehicles. It also looks with people. Look at it right here. You know, I, I look at it today and I, 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 I don't understand this. And I'm not, don't any, nobody be offended in this room. I don't get it. But there's so many people who, you know, hair, let's start with the hair color. Let's start with the hair color. Don't be offended. You know, I know that some people want upgrades and stuff. But um, I, 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 I see girls with curly hair and they're making it straight. Burning their hair with a little iron. Like, and you see them. And then I see girls with straight hair going to Diva Curl and going buy things like Sally's Beauty. <laughs> You're not happy. And then you got blonde hair and you want it black. And you got black hair and you want it blonde. And we got gray hair. Let me not go there. Okay. My brother, Nestor, they're Paying for your hair color today. Yeah. They're paying for they're paying to be great today. I went great for a couple of years. And we look at it, but we start comparing ourselves because we're never satisfied. Do you want to know what the end of comparison, how we how we get to the end of comparison? Starting to be grateful and thank and we and be and starting to say thank you, God, for what I have and what you've given me. Yeah, how many could do that right now? Jealousy starts with comparison. We look at social media. And I'm going to tell you, I've been, I'm hitting social media these weeks. But we look at social media and we look at Instagrams and we see our friends. And they're posting their best pictures and their best life. And they're posting every, and then all of a sudden we are like comp, little mini competitions. We have our little mini TV series on our phones. Oh, really? She went to, and I'm a, it's even better. I know people that they take a picture over here in Garfield and they're posting, I'm in Hollywood. And they're like, oh my God, look at them in Hollywood. You could change your location. And you just, how she got that money? I know her story, what's she doing? And you, and you secretly jealous because of a social media, because of a plastic screen or glass screen, and you're jealous of somebody else's possessions. But you don't know their story. You don't know their lies. You don't know what they've been to to get to where they're at. 
You just want that because you think that that's going to make you happy. You know, there was a study, a recent study that said out of, um, in any place in the United States of America, all you need as a family of four is approximately $80,000 to be happy. Anything else? As a family of four, anything else is just add-ons. $80,000 a year. Some of you are like, I don't even make $80,000 a year, but you're still happy. And it's saying that we try to go for more and we create more stress upon ourselves that we don't need because we're comparing ourselves to other people. Comparison says, I am better than them or they are better than me. We will always lose if we compare ourselves to others. This is what it says. I'm better or they're better and I want. But you are losing when you compare your life to somebody else. When we compare ourselves, we are saying we are not satisfied. It may reflect in these areas, comparing ourselves to others, to our spouses, comparing our looks to others, comparing our jobs and success to others, comparing our function in the church to others. And what's crazy, what's crazy about this, guys, is that I know people that are even jealous or are envious of their own spouses. If their spouse gets a new job, they start feeling left behind. I got to get something else. I, I, I know of couples that when the husband or the wife starts going to the gym, they start getting envious of their body and they want to go do, do, do it too. It's not about their health. It's, it's, literally about, it's literally about comparison. Somebody else opens up, a, opens up a, um, a store, another person wants to open up a store. Somebody else opens up a church, another church is open down the block. Comparison is killing people. Anybody here ever dealt with anything like this? or is ever any? What are the side effects of jealousy? We lose our peace. We're not living in contentment. We feel we have no self-worth. We have difficulty trusting others and God as our provider. And it results into two, two things. Bitterness, we get angry at the person, they don't even know why we're angry at them, and idolatry. Pastor Chris, what do you mean idolatry? I'm going to tell you what happens. Some of us have made other people's success an idol, and we look at that more than we look at God. I can tell you that it happened to me numerous times in my, in my own personal life. Um, it's crazy because... Some other people in ministry will look at me and be envious of me. And I'm like, you don't know my story. You don't know what it cost me to be here. You don't know how hard it was for me to be where I'm at. You don't know how many times I cried to be where I'm at. And I never, I, I, this is one of the most painful stories to me that ever happened um, in my life as a minister. I, I, was at a, I was at a church in Florida of a very well-known pastor. And they invited me to a conference and there was about six guys and all six, including myself, were pastors kids at one point. But five of them were very, 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 very wealthy, successful pastors of large churches. And all of them inherited a church ministry from their parents. I wasn't that case. I actually left my my uh, parents church when I was 17 years old because of a, a, a different of doctrine. I didn't agree with some of the doctrines that they had. At that time, uh, my mother wouldn't, wasn't able to come to church with, with the outfit that she would have on. They would call her Jezebel, they would call her the devil, they would call her Satan. She couldn't wear makeup or earrings or jewelry or nothing. And I, I y'all can see the way I am. 
I left the, I left that community and I became my own uh, my own person. And I found God the way I, I am preaching today, and I'm grateful that I've seen the grace of Jesus in, in this process. Um, thank you, uh, some love. I mean, something. I mean, Jesus, y'all help me out. Um, so they all left there. They all they all inherited these churches and inherited this hard work. And, and, and they, it was easy for them. They had thousands of people in their churches. They had nice vehicles. They had all these things. And there I am in the corner. And they're talking about their fathers. And I'm sitting in the corner. And I had nothing to say. I had nothing to say. And they looked at me. And they pushed me to the side. I remember packing my bag that moment. Going into my hotel room and sobbing. God, why is it so easy for these guys they have made it on television. They have, they have all these great things happening for them. And the father whispered into my ears these very subtle words that, that, that it murdered that, that feeling inside of me. He said, son, they have their fathers, but you have me. Am I not good enough for you? I said, I'm sorry. He said, some are Isaacs, but some are Abrahams. Maybe they had someone to, to pave the way for them, but you are a trailblazer. You're building a path where there's never been anything built before. Stay on course. Your children will be blessed. Your children's children will be blessed. I am with you. And I say, you know what, God? That's fine. That's fine. As long as you're with me, I should not be looking at anybody else's success as a driving tool. I am driven by your word and your word only. God, I'm focused on you. And I remember turning my mind, turning my way of seeing things at that point. In the book of Proverbs, it said, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy will rot the bones. Who are you envious of? What are you comparing yourself to? Why are you comparing yourself? You are allowing these, these thoughts to come into your mind and drive you away from God and drive you away from your happiness. These are ways that, that, that jealousy and envy can come into our heart. Adultery, the fact that some of us may have had someone cheat on us in our marriage and then all of a sudden we will never trust the next person because of the things that happened. We become extremely jealous or envious. We start to compare ourselves to the new spouse or the new lover that your ex had. And you start to see, well, maybe what is, the, what is it that she has or what is it that he has? Or what is, it that, that, what is it that this person has that I don't have? And you start to try to change. I remember, I remember once I experienced this. My ex-girlfriend many years ago, when I was just a teenager, she cheated on me with this Dominican dude. Nothing against Dominicans. Okay, y'all keep your, keep your comments to yourself. But he was the opposite of me. He was tall, ripped. Skinny and uh, not skinny, muscular. So what do you know what happened to me? I went into such an identity crisis that for two years I was in the tanning salon, in the gym, trying to make her regret her decision. I got pointy Dominican shoes, real tight jeans, and crazy shirts. You saw me like, man, I'm muchacho. Okay, so I changed my whole identity. But you're laughing at me. Do you know how many people do this on a daily basis? You're laughing at me, but you, some of you have become something that you're not because someone rejected you, neglected you, and now you're trying to prove something. You have to prove nothing to the world. Everything you have is in Jesus. Come on. Everything else is an add-on. Infidelity. 
in your, in your relationships. But not only in spouse relationships, but in friendships. Sometimes it's not only about a relationship you had, you know, your boo or your boo-hoo. Okay, sometimes it's not just a boo. Sometimes it's a, 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 sometimes a relationship at work. Sometimes some, someone else may get a, a raise or promotion and you didn't get it. And you're trying to figure out what they have that, that you don't have. You don't know what they have. You don't know why they're there. But you also have to trust that God has a better place or a different place for you that is yours and has your name. And it's waiting for you to stop comparing so that you can walk in to your promise idolatry we literally idolize people and things i can't understand even in movies that are fake we look at what people have and i'm going to tell you it's so difficult for us people because the world is flashing constantly at your face things for you to compare yourself to we have people that will mutilate their bodies we have people that would do things so that others could look at you. Just, I want to be seen. I want to be loved. I want to be looked at. And you, and you would go and take far measures and pay a lot of money to add a little bit of stuff onto your body because you're so unsatisfied with yourself. What if you would take that energy, that money, and that time and feed a group of people that are dying, feed a nation, feed kids that are hungry, instead of taking that money to add something onto your body? What if you would say, God, you've done enough. I am happy with who I am. I love myself. I'm not going to. We've all done it. Maybe you don't necessarily go and add something to your body. P business owners, don't kill me. But some of the craziest things that happen beauty supply places because you're not satisfied we shouldn't do something because we feel we need it we should do something because we want to be happy with what God has given you if we all look the same we will lose our originality we will lose our own expression we are idolizing people. They're, 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 I, I want to say this to you. I feel like this is God saying this to you today. If you keep copying somebody else, the world would never see who you really are. And what if you have the next, the next move or the next thing that's going to shape the world, but you're too busy copying somebody else? And it would never bubble up. It would never come up. You are aborting. You are aborting the mission that you have on earth because you're so. You're just all in this comparison. You're all in this. In this. This. I want to look like this, and I want to be like this. Why don't you look like yourself? I remember when I started to love myself. People used to say you're short, and I'm like, I don't care. I am. I am. I am. I used to break my back, and y'all gonna laugh. Wearing man heels. Simply because I remember, you know how many pictures of people's weddings they've taken and they cannot find the pastor? I, I used to be upset, but then you know what? I started to say, God, I, I started looking at places. I'm like, I'm the only short pastor. I'm the only guy like me. Great. I need to stand out some way. God made me the way I am so that I could be different from everybody else. I'm not going to try to copy somebody else. This is who I am. I remember someone, I remember I, I, when I had, I had a severe identity crisis as a pastor. I had to find what kind of pastor I was going to be like. I would watch Joel. I'm like, oh, I'm going to smile this week like Joel Osteen. I would watch T.D. Jakes. I'm coming. God, yes. 
I'm like, but then I just lost myself until one day, one day, I was in a train station. I was sitting down in, my, in a train station and, and I was sleeping. Someone tapped me on my shoulder. I'm like, huh, what? He goes, four years ago you preached and I gave my life to Jesus. Today I'm a pastor. I got a message on Facebook just about two years ago. And, um, and, um, and this kid from Mexico, from Cancun, uh, Pastor Joe and I went out there. He's a pastor in Cancun. Isn't that amazing? So good. But it ain't the real Cancun. The Cancun, you know, we had to take a four-hour bus ride. It was crazy. It was still nice, though. And those tacos did not do good. Okay, so I never forget this. We went, and this guy, he goes, I saw you preaching in Florida. I've been trying for years to bring you here. But if I was too busy trying to copy somebody else, I would have never impacted those lives. And I want to tell you, you have something that is so unique. Let go of your idolatry with other people and be who God has called you to be. Come on, come on, come on. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 5, it says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 5, it says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him, and by His wounds we are healed. In other words, He already paid for everything we need. You need nothing else. So I'm going to ask you a question. Anybody in this room have ever compared yourself to somebody else or been jealous because of an experience or because of an infidelity or because of... Can you please raise your hands for a minute? I'll make it easy. Can you lower the lights and then you raise your hands so you can be honest with yourselves in darkness? Anybody in this room ever been through any envy or jealousy? Aha, uh -huh, look at you. Rich, take a picture of the room really quick. I want to see the hands. Anybody in this room ever had any type of envy or jealousy? Can we pray right now? Can we ask the Holy Spirit? We're going to do something really interesting. We're going to do this prayer one more time. What is prayer? One more time. Wait, where? There it is. There it is. I want you to let God take his hand like a computer and start searching all those areas of jealousy. I want you to say this to me. Say, God, search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting would you close your eyes for a second anybody in this room have ever been jealous I need you to be honest with yourself can you just start to say God forgive me for comparing myself or being jealous If there's any moment that you are specifically jealous of someone, can you just let the Holy Spirit bring it to your mind? Because that jealousy has been destroying you in ways you can't imagine. Now let it just come to the, your memory right now. Bring it, to, bring it to the table. And I want you to take that memory and I want you to bring it to God right now. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for being jealous or having competition comparing myself to what others have 
in the name of Jesus. I cancel all of Satan's power and authority over me in this issue because God has forgiven me and I have forgiven myself. Holy Spirit, please come and heal my heart. Heal my heart and tell me your truth. Tell me who I am. He may be telling you how it came in, how the jealousy came in. Let him tell you. It starts when you were very young. We're always comparing ourselves. Just, just, a, just an hour ago, I was in the kids' room, and there was this little girl who was playing on the horse, on the little horsey we have out there. She has a little horse, and she was riding it, and the little boy comes in. He goes, I want to ride that horse. It's my turn. And we had to tell him, no, 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 no. It's not. It, she's going first. You have to wait your turn. No, it's my turn. He couldn't understand why she was literally riding that horse, and he couldn't have it. He felt... He, 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 was, he had FOMO, fear of missing out. And some of us in this room, we, want, we are literally like that. I want that horse. I want that position. I want that body. I want that car. I want this. And you're driven based on a want that is toxic. You will never be satisfied. You will always find something else that you don't like. Break it right now in the name of Jesus. Let it go right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, can you just say, I let this go right now. I release this jealousy. You could look at somebody else. I want that voice. I've always wanted to sing. I see some of these worship leaders. I'm like, come on, God, do it. God said, I didn't call you to do that. I called you for other things. Love who you are. Love what I've called you to be. Serve how I want you to serve. If that's you in this room, if this word has hit you in this room, can you just... Can you just, just start to cry out to God and say, God, I want this out right now. I'm taking out this comparison. I'm taking out this jealousy right now in the name of Jesus. I'm letting it go. I'm releasing it right now. I'm releasing it right now. I'm releasing it. Come on. Let it go. 